Welcome to The Slotted Lamb, a movies-by-minute watch of the John Landis written and directed 1981 horror classic, An American World from London. I'm your host, Troy, and I want to thank you for joining me on this journey. So we are going into Tuesday's episode, and Tuesday's episode brings us minute 69, dudes! Which starts off with uh, rushing off of the escalator and ends up with a werewolf at the top. When we last left Gerald, he uh, started uh, up the escalator, and as this minute starts, he is now exiting the escalator. He is in a bit of a little bit of a hurried rush as he uh, makes his way off the top of the escalator. And as uh, he comes to the top, he has a uh, only basically one choice. He has to go to his right down the only open tunnel because as the uh, Entrance to the uh, center line, as we can see, platforms one and two has been caged off. Obviously, this being so uh, late at night um, that uh, that section is no longer accessible. So the end of this uh, complete uh, couple of seconds of this tracking shot ends as Gerald heads around the uh, first corner into this uh, new uh, tunnelway, which is obviously a walkway to the next uh, section. Now, like uh, previously mentioned in the last minute, this is actually uh, the uh, one of the hallways of actually uh, Tottenham Court uh, Road Station. And uh, but because it is filmed so early in the morning, uh, it is uh, basically there is no one here. And apparently, um, later on in this particular minute we find out when actually it was actually filmed because there is a uh, basically a running clock at the sequence and I'll point it out when we get to that particular minute but uh, here we are in the uh, empty uh, hallway tubes with all the posters uh, where uh, we actually have uh, Gerald basically running from this uh, this monster. So at the very uh, beginning, we are uh, the beginning of the shot of this hallway. We can see, uh, if you haven't seen it, look over to the right of the screen. And we actually have an advertisement for something that's coming up later in the movie. It is for the uh, nonstop orgy that is see you next Wednesday. Um, it is basically an advertisement for the, uh, uh, for the pornography film that, uh, basically, uh, Jack is in and David follows him into uh, later on in the movie. But uh, so there you go. There's an actual the all pretty much all the other posters in this whole entire sequence are actual posters that are supposed to be there. Now, I want to uh, take note that uh, this particular shot as uh, Gerald actually comes into this shot uh, at the very end of this hallway where it starts to turn to its right, we have a set of posters. Now, if you look at the very end, it is basically framed underneath the uh, row of lights that are uh, the center of this hallway. There is a large poster, and to either side of them, there is uh, stacked two posters. On the uh, right-hand side, there is a green and a yellow poster, and on the left-hand side, there is a white and a black poster. Now, the, I'm pointing this out because of something that's about to come up. So as Gerald uh, comes into this shot, he uh, walks into into the center uh, of the frame and it turns around when he hears. (laughs) 
We then cut to one of uh, one of the coolest things is the uh, Wolf POV. We actually have the wolf now low camera to the ground, walking around the corner. And uh, just before we actually see Gerald in this actual scene, we actually, which is kind of neat, we have a poster for the Zucker Abrams Zucker 1980 film, Airplane. In of its own uh, hilarious uh, movie, but uh, I actually believe that this is just basically a natural sort of uh, uh, placement because it seems to coalesce with the actual timing of the uh, release of the movie in England, where it was released in July of uh, 1981. This is uh, February of, uh, sorry, of July 1980, this being uh, February of... Uh, 1981 there is a good chance that this is when the movie actually was released in the uk um a little more you want a little you want you want another entertaining uh, podcast to listen to uh neozaz.com it has uh their own movies by minutes uh which uh, includes uh not only the airplane minute but uh the other equally hilarious uh top secret minute so uh do yourself a favor uh go listen to those guys they're quite entertaining and a hell of a lot better at this than I am. So anywho, back to the movie. We continue this particular podcast as, like I said, the wolf is now POV shot. It is uh, low to the ground, comes around the corner of this uh, hallway where it now spies Gerald just standing there about uh, halfway down the actual hallway. Uh, Gerald, again, has turned around. He's standing there. We see him in the distance. We then do... We cut to a closer shot of Gerald, who gives out his actual famous uh, last word and uh, the look of shock over his face as he realizes what it actually is. Good Lord. He uh, slowly starts to step backwards. Again, still umbrella. In his hand and uh, briefcase as well. We then cut back to the uh, wolf's POV as it continues to float and uh, basically start to float and uh, chase, give chase. And uh, Gerald uh, starts to go into a dead out run as he uh, heads towards the end of this particular hallway. So remember when I pointed out earlier to keep track of those posters at the particular end of at the end of that particular hallway. So what we actually have here is when the camera comes around the uh, corner of uh, the POV of the wolf and looks at Gerald. He then takes off running down this uh, down to the end of this hallway, which turns to the right. So we see Gerald running around to the right-hand corner. Now. We then cut to the uh, another hallway. I put that in quotes, another in quotes. And we are now having Gerald running towards camera. So the, uh, the camera is now in front of Gerald as he runs towards camera. However, if you look at the turn of the uh, hallway, it looks like Gerald has made a left-hand turn because the hallway also turns to the right, which means Gerald would have had to make a left. Now, one of two things. There is either another hallway sequence that was cut out where he zigs and zags back, or we can notice that as soon as uh, Gerald comes around to this uh, sequence where we are, where he's running towards camera, we can see on the side of the wall the 
poster for See You Next Wednesday as well. So basically, they've looped this sequence and then changed it around. The camera then cuts to uh, the wolf's POV, so it's now chasing Gerald. And as we can see, as Gerald gets to the end of this another hallway, which again turns to the right, we can see the same setup of the posters, the uh, five posters at the end of this uh, tunnel. So, of course, we now cut to a, uh, a stationary shot as we see Gerald run out of this hallway into, obviously, a completely different uh, sequence of uh, events, of hallways, because we're no longer around tubes. We've just got an arch ceiling and it's uh, uh, parallel walls. Uh, he, he's, he's, ex he's running at top speed. He actually has to brace himself up against the wall as soon as he comes to this final turn to be able to uh, make it properly. He uh, stutter steps. He uh, stutter steps a little bit as he uh, tries to uh, re, uh, rebalance himself. So he then uh, comes towards camera and then the camera is going to follow Gerald along this hallway as he uh, comes to this uh, particular cross. He actually actually has to bounce off the actual corner of the wall as he continues to run. He looks over his shoulder, still uh, trying to figure out uh, if he's being chased, which of course he is. Still, again, umbrella in hand and briefcase as he uh, s s uh, comes up to uh, an intersection. He then actually does a uh, sliding uh, stop as he gets to this particular uh, 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 intersection and he uh, looks uh, desperately around in the directions he can go and he decides he's going to hop over a uh, railing that uh, uh, basically cuts off another sequence where he is actually about to uh, head to. Um, as he does this, he uh, drops both his... Uh, umbrella and his briefcase and we uh, witness uh, the uh, the uh, a final shot of the umbrella just lying there on the floor as he actually is able to retrieve his uh, briefcase um, he tries to continue on but ends up uh, tripping onto the actual escalator. Uh, this is where he uh, tosses, is his case gets uh, uh, flipped open, paperwork starts to fall out, and he falls face first onto the actual steps. Now this is obviously the sequence where we realize that he has injured himself because uh, later on we actually uh, see what has happened to his face. But uh, as we watch the rest of this particular uh, moment, we can see a shot at the very top of the escalator, looking down at Gerald, laying there uh, prone on the actual steps, on the actual escalator stairs, as it pulls him towards camera. Now, when I mentioned uh, that we know uh, what time that this movie was actually shot at, if we look at the, uh, there is a clock that is right above the actual escalator. It reads 3 o'clock. Well, 3.01, as I can make out, as best as I can make out. It actually looks like it says 1301, 
but uh, 1301 would be one o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm not 100% sure about that, but it might be 3 a.m. in the morning when this is being shot, just to guarantee there is no one actually in the this actually subway that is being used. So as we uh, look at the last like couple of seconds of this uh, moment, Gerald uh, basically straightens himself out and uh, pulls himself onto his back. And just at the very end, the last three seconds of this uh, particular minute, we have the wolf walking in to the top of the frame. This is the first time we're actually seeing the full size of this uh, wolf, of this transformation uh, that David has made into werewolf form. Now, of course, we're, it's no close-up, but we can actually pretty much guess from... Gerald's not that far up the actual escalator, and uh, this wolf walks in, takes uh, two or three steps into frame, and that's basically where we end the minute. We can see that it's this big hulking mess. It, it has one hand come in, and, and one paw come in, and another paw come in, and it's just, it's wide, it looks thick with all of its hair, and again, it's on the screen for matter of uh, seconds it's uh, not even three seconds that we actually see the wolf and then we cut to the end of this particular minute over on the commentary track the actual conversation between David Naughton and Griffin Dunn is actually quite silent for the good portion of the beginning of this minute, where it seems that they are actually just watching the movie play out like they have uh, several times before. It isn't until uh, Gerald hops over the railing and uh, drops his items that David Naughton mentions that he's all by himself. And once Gerald receives his, uh, retrieves his briefcase, uh, David tells him that no matter what you do, don't drip. Then, once the shot changes to the up top of the escalator view, David points out that uh, this is the scene. According to the script, scene 64, interior, subway, station, night continues to play out in the same sequence that it actually does in the movie, just again with a few more actually uh, shots of the wolf peppered in here or there. For example, once the passenger uh, gets onto the escalator, we have a cut to close-up wolf's snout. In profile, we can see its rage, razor-sharp fangs, and black tongue. It waits, panting, drool falls from its mouth. Back to the scene. The passenger reaches the landing and walks briskly down the long tunnel marked uh, escalator to street level. He is being followed. He hears it and we hear it. He stops, frightened. The passenger then goes, Hello? Cut to tunnel. Long and empty. Then cut back to the passenger. Is there anyone there? We hear the wolf's uh, heavy breathing. Uh, the passenger is beginning to panic, and then he, this is where he does the, I assure you, this is not the least bit amusing. Uh, he looks around wildly. I shall report this. And then we do the passenger's uh, POV, and we see the wolf at a great distance trotting down the tunnel towards us. Passenger, good lord. He then turns and flees. His jog becomes a run, and he is terrified. We then cut to the wolf 
close-up of the wolf's running feet. We cut to the passenger, frantically running. He falls to the ground hard, bloodying his nose. He scrambles to his feet, trying to, crying out in fear. Uh, reaching the escalator, he begins to run up the moving stairs, falling several times. He sits, panting and defeated, blood trickling from his nose. The next sequence actually goes into the uh, beginning of the next minute of the movie, so that's where the script has taken us. According to the radio drama, like mentioned in the previous minute, this actually uh, radio drama uh, actually has the uh, killing of the passenger in the subway. We then cut to a new sequence. Well, technically, I guess we don't really cut in a radio drama, but we go to East Proctor, where we are currently in the slaughtered lamb, and there is a radio announcement going on. And it is currently going over the situation that has happened in that is currently happening in London. We have the uh, barmaid uh, shushing everyone in the uh, the bar, trying to listen to the program. We have uh, Constable uh, Special Constable George uh, playing chess with uh, with someone right away, and we get all the details about how there has been a strew of. Uh, uh, dastardly uh, murders uh, across uh, London and the barmaid is very concerned about this. Once they get to the end of it we actually hear that uh, BBC One Radio has actually just uh, discovered that uh, one of their own reporters has also been killed and uh, at that uh, the uh, radio gets turned off and uh, the discussion then turns towards George where it seems like everyone has decided that they uh, uh, they have to take up the responsibility of uh, this situation because of the full moon. They are pretty sure that it is uh, the poor uh, surviving boy that um, was attacked uh, a month ago. Uh, George then uh, tries to point out, hey, it's London, there's always crazies there. The uh, rest of the bar then disagrees with George. They're all like, we have to do something about that. George then points out that it's not their responsibility anymore. The responsibility is to the lineage of the actual uh, curse. And once he had killed his own brother, uh, he was no longer responsible. It went on. Uh, the barmaid then points out to this American boy that has no idea what's going on. And one of the other patrons points to George as like, we've had this discussion and we believe there is something that we have to do. And because you are the special constable, you have to do something about it. We then go to yet another extra scene where we have... Uh, Dr. Hirsch has returned to the hospital and he is talking to one of the uh, front desk uh, gentlemen and he uh, basically asks if uh, he can go do some research in the archives. Uh, he has handed a set of keys uh, and uh, he basically goes uh, on his own into the archives to look up some information. And on that note, that brings us to the end of another minute of An American World from London and the end of this episode of Welcome to the Slaughtered Lamb. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast catchers. And if you'd be so kind as to share, rate, and review us, that would be really cool too. 
If you feel like following this podcast on the social medias, you can follow Planet Geek Pod, all one word, on Instagram and Twitter. And if you would like to send us in a message via email, send it to planetgeekpod at gmail.com. So until next time, remember, keep off the moors, stick to the roads, best of luck. And we are chasing uh, Harold again. Uh, the shot that was uh, of the camera facing Harold. Uh, Harold. Uh, Gerald. Don't know why I called him Harold. Sequence. We actually have an extra scene added in, in the radio drama. We actually cut to... Well, I guess we don't really cut to an radio drama. Anyways, we go to...